Welcome to Loose Joints, the podcast where we talk to people about the music they like, new and old. I'm Nyler Nine, and I'm joined by my co-host, Sally. Sally Cinnamon. How's it going? Good How to be doing? back. And um, we're back once again after uh, a couple of short weeks from uh, Alison Spittle. We finally recovered from all her singing. <laughs> <laughs> she basically sang along to every song. Um, you can check that out on the, on the Loose Joints podcast feed. But we have a special guest here with us today. His name is Marcus O'Leary. Yeah, that's me. Hello. Hi, guys. It's very, very nice to be here in the home of the home of the loose joints. That's it. Um, So, Marcus, you do a few different things. You've got uh, many, many bows. Yeah. Many many strings. Many pies with many fingers in them. Um, And sometimes, have you ever made pies? I've made pies. Yeah, funnily enough. Yeah. So so you're you're a DJ, chef and a comedian. I'd say at this point, it's mainly, mainly DJing. Um, But kind of over the last... Oh, God knows how many years. Like, last 10-odd years, I worked for three years as a professional chef, worked, kind of toured all around Europe, North America, everywhere as a stand-up, and then have kind of, over the last four or five years, just uh, kind of really embedded into DJing and promoting and putting on parties and all yeah. that good stuff. Yeah. I so, kind of describe you as uh, the nicest guy in Europe. You know, those... The nicest yeah, guy in Europe. If there's a war going, you'd, 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 I think you'd, like, you'd be up... I'll take that. In. That's cool. <laughs> Just nice sound pretty, head. Pretty, pretty solid. That, nice sound head. Around I'll take Dublin. that. I'll put that on yeah. my CV. That's yeah. good. Go for it. That's <laughs> yours, pal. So you have the, that. the idea of our podcast is to talk to people out about the music they like. Sometimes going back into their their past and mm-hmm. sometimes looking into their future and some random stuff along the way. Um, so we're going to start with you by asking um, a song. We're going to ask you for a song that reminds you of growing up. And uh, the tune that you picked is? is uh, The tune that I picked is Layla, which uh, by Eric Clapton or kind of, you know, Derek and the Dominoes as it kind of became popularized. Um, when, when this question was put in front of me, there were so many tunes that popped into my head. And music was a huge part of my upbringing. Like yeah. literally there's pictures of me at, you know, age two with like, you know, on my dad's lap slapping a piano or with a guitar or anything like that. And I was kind of, but I remember, like, the first summer that I, like, discovered rock music. Um, we were with some friends in France, and the only CD that they had in their car was that CD, the Derek and the Domino <laughs> CD that had Layla on it. And, like, we would drive maybe an hour or two every day to go wherever we were going. And I remember that song. Like, I can't have been more than, like, three or four years old. Right. And just that opening riff. It was almost like, you know, the, the the kid discovering rock. Yeah. And like discovering that music can be a little bit more than like, you know, nursery rhymes and everything like that. So it kind of went from Baba Black Sheep straight into like ripping guitar riffs. But yeah. it's also the ultimate driving tune. Like it's got to be, it's got to be in every one of those compilations of all times, like yeah. the highway. And that's yeah. what I call highway. Cruising down the yeah. highway, listening to Clapton, man. Yeah. <laughs> your woman on your arm, her blowing in the wind. It's good. Yeah. Strap top convertible 76. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's totally that vibe, isn't it? But well, look, let's play it for a second and then you'll hear exactly if you don't know. Lads and cars about. buzz. Yeah. Wait 
Yes, that is a drive time classic. It totally is. Oh, my but it's so good. It's yeah, so it good. My brother named his daughter after, oh, after really? that tune. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah, it's one of those. I'd say there's a lot of lads with daughters called Layla. I'd say know? so. <laughs> I did, definitely. But you know, it's just like, it's weird. Look, even listening to that song, and it's a song that I haven't listened to in years just because yeah. I've been kind of, you know, it's like I've left my Clapton records on the shelf for, a la- for the last while. Yeah. And... I was even listening to it now, like it, it, so many memories rush back yep. listening to that. Yeah. Like, it was interesting you picked that one because I, I f- almost forgot that my dad had this. Um, the you know he did, uh, Clapton did an acoustic album, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. he had uh, Layla on it as and the, the it. kind of it was like do, an unplugged do, 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 thing. Yeah, but I I remember oh. the unplugged one so well, and the unplugged one is gorgeous. It is. Yeah. It's amazing. Do you know Clapton did an album? Um, and this was so I blues music is I I love it. Like I. It's my main. I play. I kind of played guitar for loads of years, and blues and jazz were my thing. Like really, really, really right. love playing them. Um, but Eric Clapton did a full album covering Robert Johnson tunes. Um, like you know this guy who reportedly sold his soul to the devil. Yeah, yeah. And oh, some of them are just unbelievable. It really show. It's really, really brilliant. But it's kind of Layla as an introduction to rock music, to blues music, and to to I suppose music with that much kind of like raw power behind it yeah 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 um it just so reminds me of my childhood as well especially my dad it's funny like it's I a real father and son thing yeah. obviously yeah my yeah, dad yeah. loves it too yeah yeah i actually i brought my dad to see eric clapton when he played in the three year in here a while ago oh, yeah <laughs> yeah is uh was was what was the thing about him being a bit of a massive racist oh eric clapton? Thing about him he's definitely a, a crank oh he's he's, he's, crank. Had, a, he's, he's had his cranky mental dude. moments didn't yeah. he like storm off stage at a gig probably I think in the 70s or 80s and refused to come back on until everyone started chanting that he was God. Oh. <laughs> like, I think he definitely said some racist stuff. In he probably, do you know what? I think he... A bit of LSD involved there. Maybe. Say, it was a little bit of something, all right. Yeah, that's... Something spicy. Yeah. Sure. Spicy in his tea. Extra picante. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh, well, that's your first choice, Layla by Eric Clapton or Derek and the Dominoes. Take your pick. The acoustic version is equally as nice, um, but definitely not as much of a drive time tune as that one. Uh, that's Derek and the Dominoes. Uh, so next we ask you, what is... Uh, we we like to go around the table here and pick a new music tune that we're into at the moment. So your first one is uh, by a guy who's playing here next week, in fact. Playing here next week, yeah. And um, saw him for the first time this summer. Um, and it was... An incredible, incredible experience. Uh, John Hopkins. Amazing. Amazing. Oh God, I mean, amazing. Transformative. Some twice oh. this summer and uh, Primavera was the first one. And Was um, that a bit straighter? I can imagine that was, or was it, was it gnarly? No, no. Really? Did you, it was it heavy. Yeah. I find Primavera is a very polite festival. It is very polite. It's but lovely, the, the lovely in its politeness. Polite. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. literally anybody who I saw acting the maggot were all Irish. No, there's like, there's no kooky like, douchebags. No, it's you like, don't get the lads in the Tigger onesies uh, going around so, their it's, heads. It's mental. Like I was, I played Life Festival the weekend before. Oh yeah, there's loads of kooky which is like there. basically, oh, uh, it was mad. Like you know how you see articles on festival fashion, and it's like <laughs> yeah. here's a Kylie Jenner inspired look, like. Life Festival oh. was like here is a traveler call out video inspired look. It's just like <laughs> no, he's wearing, every single. It's I minus won't. fourteen at night. He's wearing short shorts, no top, and a flat cap, and he appears to be fighting a tree. Like, that's, <laughs> well done, yeah. well done, dude. You look like every other geezer in the field. Oh, it's unbelievable. But do you know what? It was like a lot of bare arse going on as well. But even still, having seen a lot of the like the same bands abroad and in Ireland, it was, it was you know as mental and scaldy as Irish festivals can be. 
you will never get an atmosphere. Yeah. No, quite yeah. like there's, it. There's no way they'd ever let an Irish festival, uh, like uh, an Irish festival happen like Primavera does, the way it does, in, yeah. in the place that it does, no. which is like places with huge drops yeah. Um, yeah. off the side. All and, concrete. Uh, all concrete. Surrounded by water. Water. Yeah. No yeah. way. No fucking yeah. way. But it's really, a v- like it's, it's a fairly accessible like as in I love Primavera but there is I, I kind of had my fill because I was going you just miss a bit of crack you know you're yeah. just like w- the, the year we went where there was a huge gang of us was amazing crack but apart from that it's just a bit like you're just dying for someone to mess or, I don't know do I know? think there's enough Irish people there now that it doesn't it's, actually it's I haven't been nice. for a number of years yeah. you know it's basically 40% Irish people it yeah. pretty much 20% is 20% yeah. English people really god I haven't been for years but else. it was very much um, it's just like no there's Irish people absolutely fucking everywhere yeah, yeah, yeah. You go, you know? and there was good representation of Irish bands this year as well. There was, yeah, there yeah. was plenty. Uh, there was the first year that they had an official uh, line between mm-hmm. uh, the Irish music industry and Primavera itself. So yeah, the likes of the Boom and F- Fontaines and Already were playing there. Yeah. So yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Good to see. That was one of the reasons why I was over actually, um, because mm. I managed the Boom and they went over. So got to go, which yeah. is great. So that's how I got to see John Hopkins. Did um, you lose your tiny mind at John Hopkins? I did. did. I really, did you really, really home did. To yeah, yeah, because um, uh, it was. Just so giant, the sound yeah. is so yeah. large, and it like the sound system they had there was great, and it was just that whole like, geez, I have to stand at the back now. It's a bit bit much. I actually. thought the sound of body and soul was incredible. It was actually, yeah. t- I was like, right up the front, and I was, was losing my mind. But it was yeah. definitely like a, it's a sort of a shamanic uh, experience. It's isn't it? when you're so used to the normal construct of dance music, the kind of the four to the floor, you know, yeah. straight kick and snare, something like John Hopkins sound, which is almost kind of like so past that. And it's yeah, exactly yeah. what you said. It's this massive sound. It's it's so dynamic. It's moving all over the place. And it's just like the actual instrumentation of it is yeah. phenomenal. Like regardless of him being like a Jeff Mills techno wizard or a kind of like new age tech housey guy, like musically, yeah, you can't. He d- he's doing things that I not can't appreciate. even really yeah. understand. And yeah. even though he did a there was a feature in Resident Advisor with him about his process and how he does it, and it's just like so complicated and so in depth, and like, but that's how he gets away from that grid idea. Yeah, you know, like everything is on a four four grid, but he doesn't exist on that at all. Does he, is it John Hopkins or is it somebody else who has like a PhD in maths? Mm. I can't. I can't uh, remember. Caribou uh, Dance Nate has a. He's a mathematician. Yeah. But it's kind of like, you know... You can you, make you, them make sense if when you think about what they... You can break down polyrhythms to so many different kind of like mathematical equations and everything like that. And it's, it's funny, like some of the best musicians I know are also just like, you know, Rain Man levels of maths talent. Wow. Um, <coughs> That's kinda, a real lads buzz thing. Which is kind of... <laughs> Isn't it? <laughs> I love the techniques of it. You're just like, wow, it's an equation. It's, like a, it's, but it's mad. Like, yeah, when you kind of... Like, you know, we, we all DJ and it's like, can you count to eight? You can be a DJ. Yeah. But then yeah. like... You know, someone throws in Inspector Noise and it's in five four, and you're like, "Oh my god, what am I going to do?" You know, my <laughs> like, pal Keen a while ago was telling me he 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 was like, I, he was trying to DJ a bit more, and he was going, I ended up getting to a point where I was trying to pick the tunes, and I was trying to match their um like the notes keys instead of mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah match the keys and I've, I've learned how to do that this the year. Camelot wheel yeah yeah, yeah the circle like, of fifths there's yeah. an easier there's an easy way to do it which is the one you just mentioned there the Camelot yeah. wheel which is simplifies everything mm-hmm. to, yeah. to a clock yeah like, and everyone can understand like me 
Yeah, well, it's kind I, of what Tim, Spotify does for you when you're listening to things randomly, right? Does it? Yeah, yeah I yeah, kind of notice that they're always in the same key. The next really? one that it suggests. It's all of those like. I um, think there's like an al- there's obviously a those yeah. running lists. They have something in the algorithm that definitely yeah. maybe scans it or when you yeah, upload. It. So it's easier on energy. your ear. Yeah, energy is is uh, one of the. Um, criteria for those kind of tracks and stuff like that and you can go and see like Spotify's all of Spotify's metadata is based off Echo Nest right. and all the Echo Nest stuff has like things like energy BPM like key. really okay yeah and then uh, there's there's loads of other things we might just play uh, yeah, a bit I'm of the John Hopkins track play a little just bit of it because it's be just this is beautiful yeah yeah <laughs> love it song is like 10 minutes long so it's really hard to turn off but uh, we'll do it now just uh, yeah, yeah. Um, listen we, to it yeah. just listen to it all the way through close your eyes sit comfortable treat it like 10 minutes on like your meditation app on Headspace or anything well isn't that what the album is like kind of inspired by he had some kind of LSD experiences out in the out in the uh, desert or something like that so Did he? to be honest nothing to the album didn't really Appeal to me massively until I saw him live, and I just you, thought you kind of understand something. it, don't you? It's you, like, you understand it, but you also yeah, yeah. You can't get the same vibe at home in your house. No. It's definitely an experience you need to but be there for. I think. Do you know? Was, yeah. was nice. Like I've been playing that and a few like Open Eye Signal and like a few other kind of tunes at at my nights, like where it's kind of it'd be more you know house or techno oriented and it's like yeah it has to be a beast it, of a sound system but it's as like, well. it, like we have yeah. a big 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 sound system in um in tramline but that on a massive system there's a couple of tunes like that Work. that yeah. that just fill a room with something bigger than sound mm. and it's something that yeah john hopkins has done so incredibly well that yeah. it's like it's not echo it's not reverb it's not like whatever way he's actually made these tunes it's just some kind of background power yeah, to it filling the air with something yeah. else it's electric like yeah. it's like 
yeah, it's it's really is hats off to John. So you're playing you're playing John Hopkins on a Monday night. Playing John Hopkins to like a thousand students on a Monday night. So that, wow. you've only been you've been doing that about what four five, or five weeks? weeks? Five weeks. Last Hi night Jinx was is the name of the night. Hijinks is the name of the night. Yeah. You started in Button Factory. And now you moved to started tramline. in Button Factory. Yeah, and then we moved to Tramline. Um, and it's it, I, like for anyone who hasn't been to Tramline, they started off as a live music venue, and um. Not they, very successfully. No, it's kind of, there isn't, unfortunately, a massive appetite for like weekly live music in no. Dublin in a venue that size. Um, not to say that it wouldn't work, but the sound system they have in there is like a festival spec kind of sound system. Yeah. And it's in this low ceilinged basement club. It's perfect for dirty, dirty technology. Oh, it is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah it's, um, but it's special, like you know. It's kind of there's something about that industrial low ceiling, big, big sound, oh, yeah. big lights. You can't beat that. You can't beat that experience. Really, the, just yeah. the dirt of it. Yeah, <laughs> it just needs to be dirty and sweaty, and you know, dark and dirty. Yeah, dark yeah. and dirty. And I know nothing worse That's than why like, um, Twisted Pepper worked for yeah. so long, didn't it? When oh. we had yeah. gigs there. Absolutely. Beautiful times. You'd know that you had to not wear something very nice and yeah. shoes. You didn't don't mind. Wear your good, don't wear your good kicks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So we move on from the basement to uh, say maybe something more sunny. Uh, Sally, this is your choice. Oh yeah, uh, this, it is. It's it's a summer tune. Uh, I, mean, I suppose if you live in LA or maybe Australia, because it'd be summer there. It's it. I just heard it instantly. Loved it. Two of my favorite artists. Obviously, there was no way it wasn't going to be awesome. It's Anderson Pack featuring Kendrick Lamar or the other way around. Yeah, you know that's it. Um, um, it's from his new album, Anderson Pack. It's called Tints, and um, let's give it a go. I, yeah. I absolutely love it. I've been feeling kind of cooped up, cooped up. I'm trying to get some fresh air. Hey, why you got the roof out, roof out? You know it never rains here. Hey, you ain't got a flash when you're taking your picture. You ain't got to drown no extra retention. Paparazzi want to shoot ya, shoot ya. Niggas dying for less out here. Bitch, I'm Kendrick Lamar. Respect me from afar. I was made in this image. You call me a god. Everybody in attendance, I'm about to perform. Everybody get offended by the shit I got on. Like, can you buy that nigga now, honey horse? Can you drive that nigga a G5? Can you fly that nigga? I need 10 so I can look at the snakes and poses. I need 10, cause bomb head is non disclosure. I need 10 so I can live with a peace of mind without niggas taking a peace of mind. And peace be still and not do fine. So fuck a fix it ticket. You pull me over and might see one of your bitches. <laughs> I 
That's Anderson Pack featuring Kendrick Lamar. A song is called Tints from uh, his forthcoming new album. So good. So good. Aye, such a brilliant artist. Uh, Malibu's like still one of my favorite albums mm-hmm. in the last well, five, ten years maybe. Yeah. I actually so good. I actually went to see him uh, sport Bruno Mars in the three arenas, which was just folly, really. Like, what's the point in seeing a sport act in somewhere like that? They're always going to be lower. They're never going to get as good as production. Yeah. yeah. And people don't care. People actually people, don't. The care, wrong yeah. people are there. Yeah. Like, they're at the yeah. wrong audience. But it was I the same night he came by. He went into the academy and did like a PA yeah. kind of thing which was like four he, songs or something like did that he, but he played a couple of songs in the academy oh, he me? did like four it's songs. very yeah. strange he charged like 25 quid for it or something like that yeah well, I'm sure that uh, those kind of things are big in the states they don't really work here we're not really sure no, what they are or why they're doing we're not them. as gullible or are we just not used to it yeah I don't know it's weird yeah. Weird vibe, weird vibe indeed. But um, he's great, and I'm really looking forward to hearing his album Oxenard. I think mm-hmm. it's out next month. I can't wait. November. So it's gonna be great. Uh, we're gonna move on to my choice uh, for this week. It is from uh, an album I've been listening to a lot. Again, kind of tied into a festival buzz. They they play that um, all together now. Um, I actually didn't see them play their own. Uh, Did you see them DJing over? Yeah. yeah, it was awesome, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, that was good. So oh, we had a buzz um, over there. Remember? Yeah. We were there, and uh, this is from their album. This is called Marabou State. This is the artist, and the uh, song is called Nervous Ticks. Marabou State um, song is called Nervous Ticks featuring Holly Walker on vocals it's just an album I've been listening to an awful lot since it came out an awful lot but they were really really good at um, all together now their DJ set anyway but I'm looking forward to seeing them play live properly Nervous Ticks also sounds like a very kind of Irish insult yeah it does loads <laughs> of nervous ticks in the queue yeah outside. like I was in Grogan's loads of nervous ticks there <laughs> <laughs> Sure up you, you nervous tick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to think of that every time I hear that song now. Absolutely. Marabou um, stay. Yeah. Marabou, the Marabou <laughs> stay. <laughs> um, they've, they've got a, such a, a distinguishable sound, don't they? You yeah. know yeah. their tune anywhere. Absolutely, even, yeah. Even when they use a different vocalist, you absolutely know it's a Marabou stay tune. The kind of yeah, match her voice. Yeah, it reminds me of a little bit of Bonobo yeah. as well. But Has that kind of, yeah. Yeah, like gentle. Almost, but yeah, uh, and then the strings is very um oriental for want of a better word, yeah, <laughs> but kind of Indian strings as well, yeah, it's well beautiful. Bit. Yeah, I'm, nice. I'm very curious as to Marcus's choice for the next uh, yeah, category this is a game. bit of a curveball in terms of questions. But um, so the question is, if you and, and, and the reason I asked this is because I saw Marcus talking about dogs on Twitter, yeah, you reactivated your account recently and. Uh, people were suggesting dogs for you for some reason. I don't really know why, but you can tell me why in a second. So the question is, if you were a dog, what song would be your team song? 
Well, first of all, the whole thing about the the Twitter reactivation was uh, the happy pair tweeted this thing where it's like, do more handstands, swim in the morning, eat quinoa. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, I saw that. Rub your hummus all over your balls or something. Like, I don't know, <laughs> like just whatever they're kind of, with their thing. Um, so I had like, I wrote my own kind of version of their list, which is kind of along the lines of like, drink loads of cans in a basement and send Marcus pictures of dogs. Oh, okay. And all of a sudden people started using the dogs for Marcus hashtag. And just sending me pictures of their dogs, oh, which was great. Oh, of their and dogs. Of their okay, dogs, right. yeah. And the thing is, like, I have never had a dog. Well, oh. I, You were the kind of person I could imagine with a dog. A that's the dog. thing. That's the great injustice of this situation. I, I've had a dog by proxy in the fact that, um, so I'm half French mm-hmm. and I spent a lot of time in my granny's house, um, which is in the French countryside growing up. And she had a load of collies like lassie style collies and like they I would frolic through the forests and the fields with uh, with this with this pack of collies being feeling very at one with them and you you had clothes on though I had clothes yeah. on yeah firmly cool. yeah but it was uh, just fur just for so I'd actually your granny major. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, no d- just to blend in with the with the dogs. Just trying to set the scene um, and make sure I'm not setting it. But I'm setting y- it appropriately. This question, yeah. If if I was a dog, what would my theme song be? Yeah. Um I mean So first of all, I had to I had to kind of look into first of all, if I was a dog, what dog would I be? So I kinda asked a few people. Um, which is a weird question to send anyone out of the blue, being like, "Hey, dude, no, we haven't talked in like six months." But um, what dog am I? What if I, if I was a dog? What dog would I be? And the the two answers that came back would be uh, were were kind of like a red uh, red setter or a golden retriever or this guy on your jacket. Yeah, that's yeah. A, a little golden retriever. Golden yeah, retriever. Kinda, yeah, he's that's your vibe, right? And like if I. Originally, when it was the Red Setter, I was going. Do you remember the like the bus Aaron ad? Yeah. With the Red Setter, I was going to try and find the music from that, and I was like, do you know what? That is too deep a dig. Yeah. Um, Nothing too deep for loose joints. Nothing too deep for loose joints. But then, I was like, all right, I'm a golden retriever, and I looked up. Um, I was on Reddit, and I started looking up golden retrievers. <laughs> Because never let it be said that Mark Soler does not prep for a podcast. <laughs> and I found this video of a golden retriever like properly prancing around. And I was just flicking through tunes. I, just, I typed Golden in. And funnily enough, one of my like old school favorite hip hop tunes came up, um, which was What's Golden by Jurassic 5. And I was watching this little prancing. And you, you know when like... It was perfect synergy. But when a video yeah. syncs with a song yeah. that, isn't, that isn't that. So basically, I was watching this, this beautiful Golden Retriever like synced, bouncing around to like that kind of like... And I kind of was like, Joe up. That's my vibe. That's me I feel right that, there. Nice. That yeah. is, if I if if I was a dog, that would be my theme song. Did yeah. you see the video during the week of the uh, deer um, playing the drum, drum solo <laughs> from uh, In the Air tonight? Oh, it's a deer. It is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it is. I'll see if I can find it after okay. this um, because I did actually watch it without the sound. First, yeah. I was like, "What's the fuck? What is going on? It's phenomenal." And then I was sent it again. I was like, "No, no, put the sound on." It was like, "Oh, right, okay." Do you ever it. watch? I get thing, it now. You watch things like that, and you're like, "There are some people on the internet who just <laughs> have so much time and imagination." That is just misspent. Like they could be solving the world's issues and they're here making vines after vine is gone. I used to worry about that stuff and then I realized there's just loads of those people on the internet. (laughs) So it's like maybe they don't, you know, it's not one guy doing all the work. It's yeah. loads of people doing a little bit of work. So it's grand. We don't need to worry about it. We could, it's spread yeah, out we a little just, bit. We can just take their stuff and then re, re, redistribute it. it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's fine. <laughs> yeah. So I, I, I'm trying not to think about those dudes a bit too much. Otherwise, because <laughs> I, I just picture the lads that are, you that know, are in, yeah. the, in, the, in the late night sort of cat 
internet cafes. Yeah, they're not doing it at home. With shades on, just those. They're sandals. the kind of guys who bring it like a desktop Mac into Starbucks. Yeah, do you know <laughs> yeah. what I mean? Well, we play a bit of from your, your theme your song. Your theme tune. And while you're listening to this, nice I just want you to imagine a golden retriever wearing a couple of chains, maybe strutting with a couple of lady golden retrievers down straight to the VIP section of the club. And if you happen to be an animator of any sort and you know Marcus, please feel free to... Uh, reimagine free. it and draw us a little cartoon <laughs> with the team tune that would be Woof. ideal there you go that's Jurassic, this is Jurassic 5 and what's golden check it out now I work the pen to make the ink transform on any particular surface the pen lands on I care if it's hands on what's the beef the coolie high code cheese high post techniques I drape off poetic landscapes and shapes illustrate the paper space off the pens that paint then design what happened National Geographic the magic with Taylor May status and plus flavor that's automatic uh we're not falling we take it back to the days of yes Charlotte we're holding on to what's golden A shot calling, we take it back to the days of yes, Charlotte. We're holding on to what's golden. That is Jurassic 5, um, a band that I was so mad into in the early yeah. days. Concrete schoolyard and all that. Um, yeah, old school hip hop before it was like. I don't know. I mean, while that was still new school, old yeah. enough to be old, uh, but yeah, no, uh, I was a big fan of them. I think they did they play here a couple of times. I think they did. Think they, maybe in like the Sugar Club or somewhere like that. Yeah, was it? I feel like it was somewhere like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm gonna see if I can if I can play this in the in the Deer tonight, as it's called. Um, you might hear. <laughs> it is oh, honestly one wow. of the like yes we just played a video on a podcast don't worry about it it's grand oh, <laughs> well, we'll put a link to that oh, in, the, in the post that if you was, seen it I need the to no, the problem is, is I need to see it 17 more times in a row immediately <laughs> you, you, st- and you still hear it as won't well. understand it as like even though it's the most obvious thing in the world like it's just incredible yeah. yeah, like you're just watching it. Inside. Oh, lads, that was very special. Thank you for that. Yeah, <laughs> sorry at home if you don't, uh, if it doesn't make any sense. If you look have a smartphone up. in your pocket, just look up Dear Phil Collins or In the Dear Tonight. Yeah, Dear. Oh. Do it in a public place, and you will like genuinely, you will shoot snot out of your nose you on the bus. You miss for those things where you could just have that at repeat, have yeah, it at your fingertips, yeah, over mm. and over. Wow, it's a beautiful thing. Right. Okay, we're going to move on to your next choice now. It is, um, we asked you, a tune that you associate one of the best gigs you've ever experienced. Um, and unless you're much older than you say you are, it definitely isn't a Louis Armstrong gig. No, so definitely, I actually, I misread this question a little bit. Oh, great. <laughs> so um, I was like thinking of gigs that I did over the summer. Okay, so I, yeah. I made this very kind of, very self-centered and everything like that. And um, But if, if I was talking about like best gigs I've experienced... Um, on a on a slightly separate note, I'd say when LCD did their original comeback tour and they went to picnic, all my friends because I'd actually lost all my friends to go to the Jacks and came back and found them during that piano oh, riff and like spent like eight <laughs> minutes just like jumping around going crazy. Um, and that was like that was amazing. There's like loads and loads and loads of experiences yeah. about kind of best gigs I've, I've been to. Um, but you chose the you chose what a wonderful world. What a wonderful world. Tell me why. 
so I've taken to ending gigs with a slow song that'll make people love each other, right? That sounds airy-fairy and weird and kind of... No, but it's nice. Then everyone's off their tits, so they're going to have a really nice experience. I think now, like, if you look at the younger side of dance music, like, mosh pits are becoming a thing. Like, disconnection is happening in the place where people should feel the most connected. Um... And I played this at Electric Picnic. I played this at pretty much, I'd say about three quarters of the festivals I did this summer. And it's like, there's almost this kind of like unifying thing that you might be playing like 150 BPM techno and then kind of like echo out and drop in something like this. And you can actually feel the energy change. And it's like, it's it. I'm even getting kind of chills thinking about it of like the, the actual effect that music can have on people. And it's probably the reason that we all love music. You can well. physically yeah, see yeah. it. You can actually just see all these people who were going mad a minute ago, like turning around to strangers, turning around to their mates, like hugging bar staff, like actually just being really happy. And it's it's so it's so nice to be able to to maybe do something for somebody who's having a shite day. Yeah. And it's like isn't it like as much as the collective energy changes and everything in my head, there's always one person at a gig who is just having a bit of a shite time. They might be in debt. They might be falling behind with work or just going through a breakup. And maybe they've just gone out to like lose their shit for a while on a dance floor in that, that kind of anonymity of a crowd. Yeah. And something like this, that moment of like intense bringing everyone together, that might be put them back on a good place. Are you saying then in a way that um, a lot of modern dance music isn't doing that in a lot of ways? You know, no, like but I, I think it's not necessarily modern dance music. I think when you look at the culture that's surrounding now, a lot of people are constantly taking videos for Instagram and Snapchat. They are, you know, there, there is a certain amount of aggression kind of laid into modern techno and everything like that. And especially, I think, I'm, I'm not saying that as a blanket statement. I'm definitely yeah. not. But like when I'm playing younger festivals and you see people trying to start a mosh pit to a song like Inspector Norse, which I talked about online before, it's like, it's kind of stripping something like that. And, you know, like you literally cannot be angry after being <laughs> in a like a crowd of a thousand people singing What a Wonderful World. Like it's one of the... Yeah, and I guess it, it might... It might you might miss your audience every now and then because I definitely felt like with the picnic this year, mm-hmm. I definitely felt really w- way older than a lot of the people. Like I went to Kendrick Lamar, a fight broke out beside us. Mm-hmm. I, we had to leave. And I kind of took to the lads and we're like, here, what's, what's, what are you doing? I was like, why yeah. don't you think about the people that are around you and how that's affecting you? You know, yeah. you're at a festival. Like the being sound at a festival thing wasn't... Yeah. When, when I started going to festivals, it was like... Everyone talks to each other. It's so deadly, and you're we're so all overwhelmed. Here. We're all by part everyone. of this. Yeah. But like, I really felt younger kids are kind of missing that vibe. Like, right, they don't yeah. get that bit of it. Like, that's that wasn't blown. Them. It wasn't. Is that fair to say, though? I mean, like, I, that's well, a I just wondered: was it a, a, a new cultural thing? Like, was it a 
this kid was really confused as to why and he seemed like a really lovely kid yeah. and he was going he just said that I, that I said so and I was like no one cares you're at a festival yeah. and you're upsetting everybody around you why don't you think about that and he was like no I'm going to kill him because he's and I was going no, dude you're at a dude, festival come on stop just you go know like it was a real what do you mean to me you go know and lick a toad and sit in a hammock for a while and just yeah. just drink some bucky and you know <laughs> just do you know I, he just I, I found it really strange and I had to really explain to this kid mm-hmm. To think about what was what what the what the buzz was that it was this was not the buzz this was wrecking the buzz. But this you know? is the literally what I just want to kind of do is good music for sound people yeah. and bring in if you can force people to be that little bit sounder then maybe some of that soundness prevails. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. There's no harm in trying anyway. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's something we always like doing, and it's nice to finish. Uh, like we at Lumo, somewhere like that, we always play. Maybe we not always play something slow, but yeah. uh, you know, it's the only time you can really do it. Lights are coming on. Yeah, yeah. and it's, it's and it, and it comes to you sometimes, and you're like, "That's when I'm going to end that set with." And it's so yeah. good when you do mm-hmm. it. Yeah, it's so good when it works. Yeah, when it works, indeed. Um, so here's a bit of it. One of the most recognizable songs probably ever made. Yeah, uh, Louis Armstrong, "What a Wonderful World." I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue. Clouds of white, the bright blessed day, the dark sacred night, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world. The colors of the rainbow, so pretty in the sky. Also on the faces of people going by, I see friends shaking hands, saying, "How do you do?" There we go, and Louis Armstrong. What a wonderful world! We're all hugging in the studio now. <laughs> We're holding hands. It's, it's real, beautiful. It's real nice. We've, we've lit a prayer circle. Like <laughs> 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 a little cuddle puddle. Brian, yeah. I am interested in what you're saying there about, uh, you know, like there might be cultural differences developing that you might see at a festival. Like, I mean, it could be something picnic. as easy you as know, technology. But it no, could be yeah. just, you Did know. You have an exact thing at, at uh, Electric Picnic this year with the, the vinyl records. Oh, yeah, we were, this was brilliant. So we, yeah. we, we had, uh, did you come over to the Appleman's? I was over, yeah, yeah. yeah. There was, I was DJing and this girl came up to me and I just immediately assumed she was off her head and she was over to wreck my head. Yeah. And she was, because we had the records all up on the wall, you know, behind us. Mm-hmm. We had records beside us as we were DJing. And the place was lit to the hilt. And she was like, come here, who are they? Are they books? Are they? No. I was like, Genuinely. She was about 19 or 20, this kid. Yeah. And I was like, what? And she's like, are they books? Uh, come on, what is it? Are they books? Tell us, what is it? Can I hold one? And I was going, that's the record. They go in there. And she's yeah, like, yeah. Ah, the music's not coming out of that though, is it? And I was like, no, it no, is. That's, that's, wow. And I was like, here, piss off. You're not, you know, and she was going, no, no, honestly, can I, can I touch it? Can I hold the record? Yeah. And I was like, wow, mm-hmm. there's genuine, there's definitely a whole huge, 
You yeah. know, there has to be a whole generation of kids that just didn't have records in the house. See, yep. definitely know kind of what they are. No real idea when they mm. phased out or when mm-hmm. they if they came back. And then about an hour later, the exact same thing happened again. And on the Saturday night, the exact same thing happened again. That's so I was mental. Like, there was loads of kids coming over going, what is this? What's going on? But and one of them said to me, Oh, she goes, it's like magic, isn't it? It's like magic the way the sound comes out. And I was like, actually, that makes more technical sense mm. in my brain how the music comes out than an MP3, than an MP3 or player. Like, or, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And she was just going, that's mad. And I was like, it's not really, but we had a little listening station as well. Yeah. We had that open during the day. And there was a lot of people there going, fuck, like it was so novel. Mm. And it was so great to have that sort of tangible experience. But also, I felt old as fuck. <laughs> yeah, it's... But yeah, I think that obviously there's a big, um, there was a gig this week in Dublin, actually, which was the first gig that I can think of that had a zero phones policy where they put wow. stick- stickers oh, right, on the front okay. and back policy. What was that? Or it was Lane 8 okay. in Index, I think. Wow. Uh, so yeah, similar to the clubs in Berlin, um, they put uh, stickers on the front and the back, zero phones, yeah. and apparently it was incredible. Oh, I'd love but to even, do that, actually. But it's d- a good idea. Couldn't, couldn't do it at a club like Lumo because, like, I mean, part of the buzz there is that. You is know, it? But like, you want yeah. them sharing and everything. And yeah, yeah. And like, but, you know, yeah, I, I think, do you know what? It has get, to. Get your number. It has yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> right on my arm. It has, to be, it has to be right. But, you know, it's like, it is, from a DJ perspective, I don't know if you guys kind of get this as well. Like, if I'm playing a younger gig, like, if I'm playing in District 8 or the right venue or anywhere like that, if I play, like, one of the big tunes. Yeah. It will honestly be like looking into a night sky on acid. Like it is yeah. like just, you know, hundreds of phones always with the flash on. And that's the biggest thing that like yeah. when I went to see, I went to see Jeremy Underground in um, in Pig there a couple of weeks ago. One guy took his phone out to take a video and the flash was on. The entire crowd literally started screaming at him. Wow. <laughs> it, and it was like, it was amazing because you, and the fact the that etiquette, no one, The difference in etiquette is yeah, so yeah, strange. Yeah. But it was, it was this whole thing that it does ruin the buzz. And yeah, like, you know. Does. So, like, if people, I'm very happy to, like, find a middle ground, you know, that if, like, if you want to take a video, just turn the flash off. Like, if you have the flash on, it's just going to illuminate the back of the head of the person in front of you. And, like, your eight Snapchat followers will know that, like, you know, you were on a night out. Someone else is kind of doing a no phones policy. Some famous artists. A A few people are, yeah. Yeah, yeah. they're just like. Is it not like. uh, They're asking you comedian stuff as well. Maybe Chris Rock is. Well, their big thing is, like, if they're workshopping material and people film their yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. then all of a sudden that can devalue everyone knows the gig everyone knows yeah. the gag which we're, we're, I get I get for comedians for sure yeah uh, I, I have a comedy pal who's just like don't come to this one you know all these jokes come to yeah. the next show kind of yeah. you know and I can understand that completely yeah, yeah. I remember that one of the best festival experiences I ever had was actually all, uh, was at another love story years ago where uh, do you know Shauna and a few of those they had this little set up where they kind of were just going around chatting to people and they were saying like are you single and mm-hmm. you know, I'm not saying no I say I have a boyfriend whatever they say alright well do you want to play the game anyway and they'd say mm-hmm. they'd ask you a few questions about yourself yeah, and then they'd go sounds like you're Barbara Streisand oh, yeah, and then yeah, they'd yeah. go and they'd give you and they'd go you have to find Robert Redford this weekend yeah, yeah. so everyone got a name of a celebrity and you had to find you're, you know, but there was oh, a that's fu- cool. but it was yeah, great yeah. crack because you'd be dancing away and somebody come up and go, are you Catwoman? And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> no, but I know who Catwoman is right, right there and I'd run and find Catwoman. Do you know? And it, Mulder but has it to was, find Scully. You had to, yeah, fu- yeah, yeah, and everyone had to find their Jack and Rose. Thing. There was loads of shifting yeah. going on but like just crack and it meant everyone was interacting and knew we were trying to that's catch each other as one and I just thought, what a great way to get everyone pals, like everyone straight away is on the same buzz, you mm. know. 
it's something I thought about in the early days of uh, when we started Lumo, but I've never actually been able to get to a point where we did anything because it maybe it doesn't won't work at all. Yeah. But like it just the idea of like you were talking about like, putting your phones away, but like some kind of like message board or something like that where or something that somebody could leave a message on for yeah. somebody else. And Almost kind of like a lost connections. Yeah, a little bit like But that. I'd like yeah. it to be datey because yeah. I think there's loads of people that don't want to do Tinder and there's loads of people yeah, that have loads. a romantic notion and but just there's something romantic about talking to somebody in the bar and asking them their name, but it always mm. sounds cheesy or liney. Whereas if it's with good intent, or yeah, yeah, do you yeah. know where it's not, where you take that gnarliness away well, from it, it, when you decreep it, when it's not when just like, hey, how are you exactly. doing? What you drinking? Where a pear like, Copperberg? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like when you can run up and be like, oh my God, are you, uh, are you, yeah. Are you Catwoman? No, mm. but I want to be now because you're a bride. You know? <laughs> yeah, me out. Yeah, me out. <laughs> um, but yeah, I like that idea. Does I think I I wonder often will people decide to go old school and they'll yeah. go fuck it you know what? I might just walk up to somebody in a bar and ask them their name yeah because I'm there's sure. a whole generation of people that don't remember what it's like to have to call for your friends yeah my nephew's anxious about calling for his friends because yeah they don't want to knock at each other's doors they text each other and meet I'm like. Yeah. Do you know, I kind of cut that blows my mind. Now, you know? it's actually, yeah, just, it's, it's somebody, just doorstep somebody. Well, yeah. Colin Devine put this up on his thing the other day. Um, he put up a thing being like, unannounced house visitors, yay or nay. And like, everyone was like, no, no, no. Like, why? who does that? And it's like, <laughs> you did it as a kid and you were, yeah, you know, yeah, but you didn't sorry, know, like, can, can James come out and play? And also, <laughs> like, lads and girls, there's, you just they walk up to each other at... at you know, discos and shifts. There's no yeah. courting. There's, There's no, no courting. It was just straight in with a... But those kids yeah. will end up being those kind of adults and then it'll be more fucked. Do you know? <laughs> it's just the circle of eternal fuckedness. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not yeah. into it. I think no. things need to start getting more romantic. I think people Bringing need to get more... a bit of romance back. Yeah, a bit more, a, a bit more uh, clever about stuff at like gigs yeah. and... and, and and nights out. That'd be nice. I can yeah. see. I can see that uh, idea of the no phone thing. Anyway, developing uh, yeah. a bit more for sure. I think we're all a bit like, yeah, whatever. I've done that. Um, I was at. Uh, I was in Berlin for RBMA, and I saw one of Tricks Point Never, and that was an AV kind of show and funk house, and they did that as well. But that's a very done thing in Berlin to yeah, yeah, yeah. cover this, cover the cameras and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, sure. And, uh, I remember the first time I was in Bergheim taking them taking my phone camera off us, and I was just like, whoa. Sure. What's Did, going to happen in yeah. here that they're doing that? There'd Did be, you see the line up well, there this weekend? It year, well, it was 10 years ago. It was, it was a, 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 a Oh, yeah, Orla flag. was there, Crystal Clear was there. Crystal Clear, Sunil Sharp. Sunil I thought you were going to go over for that. You I couldn't. was thinking about it, yeah, I couldn't in the end. Really. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's really a lot of good music coming well out of Ireland at the moment. Yeah. 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 A lot of good stuff. Um, so one of the things we always do as part of Blues Joints is we ask uh, about guilty pleasures, right? And we, or I as I like to call them, guilty pleasure. Guilty pleasure. What's your guilty pleasure? What's your guilty pleasure? The idea of a guilty pleasure is different for everybody. So mm. can you tell us what your guilty pleasure song is and why it is guilty to you? Oh, but do you know what? Guilty pleasure, straight up. Um, topical as well, because she was supposed to play in... In Dublin this week. Sunday night. She hurt her tiny little she throat. She hurt her tiny little Australian throat. My guilty pleasure was Can't Get You Out of My Head by Kylie Minogue. Okay, let's play it first.
Okay, Marcus, I'm not sure. I mean, like, this is a, a Stone Cold Classic, if you ask no, me. Okay, so it's a Stone Cold Classic for you. That yeah. came out in 2001. I was 12. Yeah. I remember, like... God! Yeah. What age are you I'm now? 29. Shit, the tides, yeah. I can't believe that. So I was... Well, I can believe it, actually. Yeah, you know, I was running home from home, running home from school to, like... You know, throw get the lights out of your hair. Get, yeah, oh, yeah. So we, we were trying to look up who produced "Can't Get You Out of My Head" there, and literally when Google suggests "Can't Get Rid of Lice," which is very fitting because you also can't get them out of your head. No, so you it's. But I remember like coming home, and for one thing, I forgot about this song for years. Forgot about it until like maybe eighteen months ago when it just popped up randomly on my spot. Well, the beat my, is unreal. The it? beat is unbelievable. Um, it's about 124 or something. 125, yeah. Just, I've been playing it loads recently and it's like um, a video of me went up playing an EP and somebody was like, ah, oh, Marcus playing loads of techno for the young fella. I was like, listen, I will actually, I'll stone cold punch your dad if you actually, <laughs> like, come here. I will, punch you in the mind. I will, I will fight your entire group of friends if you tell me that this is a bad song. And your I do, dog, I'll kick I your dog. No, nah, listen, no. I'll, I'll, I'll spare the dog. Me and your dog are chill. Um, but it was a guilty pleasure for me because like 12-year-old Marcus watching Kylie Minogue in a little swimsuit just, you know, can't get You were in a little swimsuit watching oh, Kylie Minogue. Oh my God, like I swear to God, like Baywatch job. But like, it, you know, stirs up a lot of little teenage, teenage memories there. But also, I mean, teenage that's... Teenage hormones that's, as well, that's, I would imagine. Oh, little, like you would short, not believe. But shorts. I mean, that's, that's one element of guilt as well. But it's also, it is this beautifully produced pop tune that fits perfectly into pretty much any set that I play. Like, be it house here, so, be it disco or a bit of... Yeah. I guess for the for some of the nights that you do, it's kind of the ideal time, as in it's old enough now, it's slightly retro, to, and some of those kids might not necessarily well, be aware of that Here's show. a gas thing. There are kids who were born the same year that song came out who can now legally get into the nights that I'm playing. So it's actually, Shit. it's not even retro for them. No, mm, yeah. True. It's as old as them. Like that's the thing. That song came out 18 years ago or almost 18 what? years ago. What? So, Is it yeah. that old? Mm-hmm. 2001? 2001, yeah. so yeah. Fuck the dog, that's mad. Close okay. to it. Yeah, yeah well, so I mean, that's my guilty pleasure. It's a perfect pop song. You know, I tend to align myself more with like big slamming acidy techno. Um, but fuck dude, me, if it works, it works. I could listen to that. Spinning around as well, same era. Unbelievable yeah. classic. There's a reason there's a mashup with that and Blue Monday as well. Like, yes. You know, yeah. they're, t- they're not too far away from each other. Like, it's DNA not a wise. kick in the arse away from each other. Exactly. No. no. Exactly. Is there any other tunes that you've heard or you've heard play out that you're like, you are surprised by? Like, Guilty pleasures. Um, I have to say that camouflage cola for me. Yeah, I played that a few times because it's uh, just you, so good, and people go nuts have when you, you play. Have you heard it. the Moose T remix that he did for Glitterbox? No. Oh, it's cool. Big, like fat, funky bassline. It's oh, wow. Really, really, really good. Yeah. What other What other guilty That's pleasures? That's what I kind of reach for when I'm. Oh, do you know what? I'm somewhere a little bit scarlet. Yeah. Not, I'm losing them not a little gonna bit. Lie. Here's a bit. Here's, here's a bit of a guilty pleasure. I'm sure, like my DJ cred will go through the toilet, but like, wasn't like in the gym the other day, just like randomly, Seventeen by MK came on, which is like you know the kind of like really accessible chart thing. I was just listening to it. I was like, this is like, regardless of your stance, it's a very well-written pop tune. Yeah. Oh, actually, in terms of like older guilty pleasures, like all the vintage Calvin Harris stuff as well. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh my God. I don't, I'm not even going to call that guilty. That was just a golden era for a... That's, for a, a, whole, that's a whole section of time that I just sort of... Ignored or didn't really hear kind of or see the, or something. The late you have to be around and listening yeah. to that to for, so uh, are bypass you talking me. Acceptable in the eighties, kind no, of stuff. No, like just after that, like I'm not alone. Flashback, 
like just when he started going tunes. bigger. Because yeah, like I created see, uh... Disco was a phenomenal album, and like he made that in his sitting at home in his room in Dumfries when he was like eighteen. Um, and if you actually, it's mad that like Calvin Harris went from being this like new ravey Scottish teenager who honestly looks like he's been like you know huffing glue um, under a bridge <laughs> in Glasgow making these mental like kind of disco. And, Which but, I remember reading, no. he 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 grows something like seven. Like seven million sterling. No, like, that was, that's pocket like change. For you. He was making in, about a million oh yeah, a night in Vegas. In, Easily, but this yeah. was no. This was back in. I oh yeah, I, yeah. I'd say it was about eight or nine years ago. I read something that he he had made something insane, and I was mm-hmm. going, "He's making that much money just producing." They were like, "You've yeah. no idea how much money that kid has." But like, also, like I saw him in the student bar in UCD in my first year of college. Right. Wow. So along he's a grafter. With, he along he with Dead Mouse, along with like all of these acts, literally played to like three hundred people. In the it's UCD mad, student it? bar when I was there, wow. he yeah. really went. But like uh, he's to he's level. now um, yeah like one of the richest DJs in the world. He is pumping out. I'm gonna say like some of the most accessible kind of dance music. Yeah, and like for a lot of people, you never know who's gonna hear you know one kiss with Dua Lipa and go, I like this beat, and maybe start furthering and you know a couple of couple of years down the line, like be really into something. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I kind of associated a lot of his music with the gym. Yeah, it's it's a lot. Of, you hear it in the gym. <laughs> He's also a lot. an underwear model now. You know that is he? Yeah, it went from being a spotty Scottish teenager to like underwear uh, modeling the, for Armani. I remember seeing that cultural shift happen in front of my eyes at Oxygen when Arcade Fire played the main stage, and Calvin Harris played the tent, and Calvin tent Calvin Harris's tent was rammed. Yeah, wow. and Arcade Fire couldn't get anyone. Do you remember seeing Calvin oh. Harris bef- with a live band before he was full DJ but with a live band on the main stage of Oxygen? No, I, no, I think uh, I probably stopped going to Oxford around that time. Look, look at a video. It's actually, it's it's so different to the Calvin Harris you know now. Wow, but yeah. it's, it's cool. Like, it's actually... Well, he's obviously very diverse and he's got, you know, he's... he's Talent out his, out his ears. Yeah. yeah. Right, we better move on because these people have homes to go to. Um, So we're going to ask you, uh, well, this is a good one. The song of, your, of the year so far for you, Marcus. Yeah, song of the year for me so far. Um, And this is a song that I just, I love it. I've loved it from the moment I've heard it. It's an Irish tune, two lads from Sligo who are smashing it. They actually just played Warehouse Project, or not Warehouse Project, uh, Printworks uh, a few days ago there with Maceo Plex from Mosaic. Um, they're called Brayman Hamo. This is Roy Keane. It is an absolute jam it's if you haven't glimmer. heard it. It's yeah.
Brandy Manhamo. The song is called Roy Keane. Not actually named after the uh, Roy Keane. The not after na- not named after Roy Legend. Keane. No. He might claim as much though. No, this is actually so. I don't know. Did, like I love digging for samples. Ever since I got into Daft Punk and kind of all the like kind of sample based French house everything, I've I've loved just scratching out samples. And the reason that Roy Keane is called Roy Keane is because it samples a, a 1979 disco cut by the Keane Brothers. Can't find anything else by them. I don't know if they, if they were a one-hit wonder. But it's um, the Keen Brothers dancing in the moonlight. So Roy Keen, Keen Brothers. This, but this is also a disco edit or a disco version of Dancing in the Moonlight, which was later popularized or repopularized by Top Loader. Oh, God. That's oh, God. It yeah. puts me no, in the horrors every time. And now somebody always goes, oh, I love this tune. <laughs> yeah, oh, right. You're, it's, it's, people still like this. Okay, brilliant. That's why. You've, seen, you've seen a scene in Four Lions where they're playing that in the car. No. In it's just a comedic moment in, in this very, in this film when they're going to um, strap suicide vests onto themselves and they're singing oh, that wow. along to the car. Um, <laughs> we once had a trip from, Gal- I think we where we go, Galway to Cork maybe. Yeah, uh, last year my, my, my mate Coke and we were like laughing at this song and how funny it is and how it's hard to endure. Yeah. Um, not the version we're going to play, but we won't play the top loaded version, but you know it. Uh, and we try to listen to it all the way from Galway to Cork. I think we like on repeat? Yeah. Why would you do that? For the laugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> We've been out the night before and we were like, ah, oh, let's play. And we, you, we, you did this three, hungover? Th- three times. We did. We played it three times. Nah. It was, a, it was an endurance test that couldn't be endured, unfortunately. No. But this version is, is really, really nice. This is uh, Keen Brothers and Dancing in the Moonlight. Definitely better. Definitely, still, definitely better. It reminds you of Top Loader. That, that song is so bad. It's still, it's still it's getting still, PTSD. Well, maybe, you, in the memory. maybe you and Cormac shouldn't have tried to um, it wasn't drive each other nuts. The song is bad anyway. Like, the other song is... Uh, uh, that guy, the, I can't remember who, the guy who sings it, uh, but I've had a, you've had a bad day. You know, oh, that's, oh like, had a bad day. Yeah, yeah. One, like if you hear that, you're like, oh. that's just the most depressing song. Yeah, I've you're giving me. I'm having a bad day now. I hate uh, <laughs> I stuck in the middle with you. you. Do you? I hate it, Which? and I hate stuck in the middle with you. Oh right, right. And I hate um. There's another one that drives me nuts. Um, yeah, and once just follow you around forever. Yeah. You seem to hear them all the time. Buskers always singing them. Mm. We should do that one time. We should we should give some one of our guests the category of wreck the head tunes. Wreck the head tunes, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of them. There are. 
Well, then we'd have made, to play them. That's the problem. Then we'd have to play them. Well, yeah. at least our new little 30 second rule is <laughs> yeah. we could just give them 30 seconds and then go home head melted. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we could do that. But uh, that's a really nice version of that song, considering. It's lovely. Much it's cool, yeah. In the future. It's a really uh, well used sample as well. So fair play, yeah, Bremen Hammer, yeah. Bremen Hammer from Sligo, repping it, doing well. Mm-hmm. Nice one. Um, before we let you go, um, you do a podcast called uh, In the Shower with Taz and Marcus. You are Marcus and Taz. Taz is my girlfriend. Is yeah. Girlfriend, yeah, and the producer of the podcast, and just generally the the genius behind it, uh, and a very good Instagram um, account she has as well. Fantastic. Yes. <laughs> Aesthetic is off the charts. The aesthetic <laughs> yeah. is off the charts. Exactly. She's, uh, what a 2018 the... <laughs> sentence. <laughs> one of the things, uh, well, apart from the fact that you're the most adorable couple ever, is that I like that you book the trend of um, dudes who act- you actually actively very much talk about your girlfriend and how much you like her, which is not a really done thing, but I've always thought it was really sweet. And it's, it shows a very lovely openness about who you are and the kind of person you are because because yeah, he's a golden retriever because he's a big he's golden, golden retriever. retriever he's the soundest guy in Europe yeah but I'll it's really it. lovely you're mad about each other and you're you're fine with being mad about each other publicly and I think well, that's it's really actually, gorgeous and really refreshing it, to hear a man be like that the thing is like we were best mates for years before anything happened yeah like best mates for years and then did you go to Iceland on holiday and you well, came back together kind literally of yeah we both kind of went through bad breakups and like we were spending loads of time together and just generally being like a bit miserable and everything and then we kind of noticed that there was like there was kind of feelings brewing and yeah. everything like that and like it's weird because there like it had been so platonic before it had been completely platonic and all of a sudden just the time was certain like we booked a trip to Iceland genuinely just to get away from from Ireland and all the kind of the bullshit associated with it um, and we kissed in Iceland and like it was just like everything changed in a lovely way and it was kind of haven't, you know, remotely looked back since and it was brilliant. But nice. um, the song that I picked. Um, yeah, so yeah. I, we asked you to pick a song that reminds you of your missus or of Taz yeah. and why. She will also love that um, That the question specifically says your missus. Yeah. Um, we, were doing a, <laughs> we were doing a gig in London your that mom. Taz was at. Um, and like, I, I cannot hide how middle class... I am like, it's like I just I I wish I could I wish I could like well you see if you started trying to hide it yeah it then would just people would really give you a yeah, hard time they'd like, be like who does your man think he is but like it's kind of but we were doing a gig it was with Hidden Agenda it was a boat party and Versatile were the headline act oh, right, yeah, afterwards yeah. and it's it's mad like apparently like I had quite a few beers like this was like late in the day. I started talking and like property started going Dublin and Taz walked over and I was like, ah oh, lads, this me missus. <laughs> <laughs> She's just like, sorry. She, she has not let me live it down at all. So the oh. fact that you've actually said you're missus. But the reason I've picked yeah, this song. Yeah, she told me about this. That's how yeah. I know. Oh, does it? So, oh. <laughs> and here um, she is. <laughs> um, I've, I've, I picked this song, uh, which is Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell, um, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, specifically the Dimitri from Paris mix, which is a brilliant, brilliant mix of it. But the reason it reminds me of her is that um, obviously because we were friends for so long and we were both kind of freshly out of relationships, we didn't want to like parade the yeah. fact that we were going out yeah. loads. Um, and, you know, we kind of kept it on the on the down low for a while. And I was playing a gig one night in Opium, but just before it closed and got renovated. Um, and I remember... She was there and like li- literally when I say we kept on the QT, like no holding, we weren't holding hands in public or anything. Like we just weren't really acting different. It was just kind of like 
it was this this secret thing that we'd bring out eventually. And I played this song and we just started like jumping around together. And like there was loads of people on the stage and everything like it was just it was one of those kind of like almost Hollywood moments where we were like we were just completely singularly fo- like fixated on each other. Right, just like screaming this song. And then um like we started smooching at some point in it and realized that like no one around knew that we were anything more than like best mates. And it was okay. loads of our mates. And like we kind of stopped smooching and looked and everyone was just like, what the fuck <laughs> is going on? But since then, this song has just been like, it is absolutely like the song that makes me think of her and will always make me think of her. Amazing. So, nice. Well, we won't play it just yet because I think we'll we'll finish on that lovely note. Mm. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Marcus, thank you so much for coming in. Thank and you for having your me. heart with us. Listen, yeah, you really opened your, up. You're burying my soul. Yeah, <laughs> talking about you everything. You didn't have to yeah. give you any booze. You were, just, <laughs> yeah. you, were just, you were just so available with that information. Information. The information. The <laughs> yeah, guilty you were just pleasure. So and the, with your information. <laughs> yeah. with your guilty pleasure and what have you. <laughs> yeah. So you're a busy man, like we said at the start. You've got uh, one thing you ha- you do have coming up is uh, you're doing. Uh, Marcus is doing an all night set. How um, how unlike me, I know. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I'm doing um doing an all night set. Um, a big, big, big one in District Eight. Is this to follow up your birthday? You yeah, kind of. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Um, be thirty. This no, is, this is it's not actually a birthday set. It's more just District Eight had an opening, and I'm I'm listen. I, I, it's very cool to be in there. I mean, not many locals have done it and it's it's definitely an honor to kind mm-hmm. of do that. Um but it's just I just want to throw a big old party in a big venue with loads of big speakers and loads of lights and hopefully Deadly. Well, we'll go people along. Nice. won't have I won't because it's the same night as Lumo it's the same night as oh, Lumo it? unfortunately. So it's 27th of it's October 27th Saturday, of October. 27th of October oh. so. Yeah. Do you know what? Um a few people have told me that we actually look kind of alike. Oh, so yeah. what we can do is actually just oh, yeah, we'll swap for an hour <laughs> just to see you if anyone would ever. Okay, I'll wear your hat. <laughs> and you wear my yeah. one. Grand. We'll yeah. make this work. Unreal. <laughs> That's 27 October. Marcus, thank you so much for coming in. Uh, we're going to finish. Um, and Sally, is there anything you'd like to say? Um, I would like to say thank you very much for coming in yes. and playing your tunes with us. It was really, really nice. Uh, and I won't also be at your gig because I'll be down in Kerry making a Holy Halloween show of myself. Probably. That's okay. Do you know um, what? But the next time, uh, I I I love your energy. And if you ever want uh, to come out on a Monday, and yeah, dance with a lot of students. Actually, I'm going to have to go and check that out. You I, definitely I'm, I'm very out of connection, and I do feel like I need to get back in there. And You're like, more than welcome anytime. All right, lads, what's the story? And they're all just legging it, going, "Stop talking <laughs> yeah. to the L one. She's DS. <laughs> She's a rat." You know. Uh, thanks so much let's play that tune and we'll have a yeah. little so, uh, handhold again thanks yeah. Marcus for coming in uh, that's been it's been our pleasure uh, guilty pledge. this is the last song of the evening of the of the day Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell Ain't No Mountain High Enough the Dimitri from Paris remix see ya bye listen baby Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low. Listen, baby. Listen, baby, ain't no mountain high, ain't no valley low, ain't no river wide enough, baby. If you 
Keep me from getting to you, babe. 